And hello again, everybody. Welcome here to the Hawkeye Huddle. 7 p.m. another champ. Steve, check that reverb. That was a little, that, that, a little, that was a little weird. That was a little odd, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> anyway. And we are here at GMIGS Tuesday night, steak night, and uh, discussing on the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. A little bit tougher this week with a couple of losses, but there's plenty, plenty of good stuff on the horizon. And know, it's, and there's it's plenty of good things to talk about considering the men's and women's basketball teams took care of Iowa State. At least it's a Hawkeye State, right? Um, if you had to, if you I could only know. win one last week, that was the one you had to win. I right? don't, I don't know where we are in the Cyhawk. I was trying to look that up, and I got think, unavoidably detained. Well, I think uh, you got men's, women's, and and basketball and wrestling. I think by the time you do that, it pretty gets pretty tough for Iowa State. Well, I didn't see what soccer happened though. Or there's a couple of those other ones, so we'll have to look and see. Well, you know, we win baseball. We always win baseball, right? Yeah, hands down, right? We don't have track, gymnastics. They're yeah. ahead of us? Is that last year or this year? Six. How could we that only be? Get, no, no. What the basketball games are all three points. Did we lose debate? <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did we lose? Football. Football. Volleyball. Soccer. Soccer. Cross country. Both men's and women. Cross country. Oh, we are apparently losing the whole thing. Well, there you go. Eh, that's oh, well. not cool. It's still a Hawkeye State. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We got the ba- we got the basketball wins. That's what we needed in the wrestling. Get the basketball right. and the wrestling. There you go. Um, so yeah, Iowa lost uh, to Duke last uh, t- Tuesday night, seventy four sixty two. Turned around, uh, short turnaround. Impressive energy against Iowa State. Came out, got up fifteen to nothing, won seventy five fifty six in Iowa City on Thursday, and then a tough loss on Sunday. Very tough loss, seventy eight seventy five in overtime, which is the one that. Uh, probably will end up diving into about as much as any of them. Of course, it's the last one that happened, right? They have Southeast Missouri State Saturday at 7.30. That will be dialed up in the uh, Hawk Hole when you're over Saturday night. Oh, nice. That's right. We yeah, are having yeah. a thing. Yeah. So uh, we'll SEMO. Yeah, SEMO. Redbirts, Cardinals, something I think like that. Redbirts. I think they are. Hawks are 7-3, and 0-1 in the Big Ten. That's the thing that really hurts about the Wisconsin loss, 7-3. and <clears throat> and probably would have found a way to get themselves creeping back towards the rankings again. They they were right there last week. Uh, now it'll be a little while as they uh, lose this game in overtime to, to Wisconsin. So the Iowa State game, first of all, let, let's go positive here. The Iowa State game was really fun after that. After they, I, I, you know, obviously Chris Murray going out hurt um, was was clearly hurt in the in the Duke game, and we wondered what in the heck was wrong with him. Well, he was injured in some fashion. Rumor has it, plantar fasciitis, right? Which is similar to sloppy diction, only something on you your feet. something on your feet. It's actually fall, uh, sort of like fallen arches, stretch tendons in your feet, and it's extremely painful. I've had it, right? Right. Didn't Bohannon have that two years ago, or was it, uh, was it uh, the kid that just left for Kentucky? I think it was C.J. Frederick. C.J. Frederick had it, and it, it doesn't just go away, kids. you gotta, you got to stay off of it. You put smart supports to, in. You can go to the good feet people. You put arch supports in like that. You have those made, and then oh, when they treated me, I had these boots I wore to bed and everything. Well, you could wear the Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, well, it was something like that, right? You were, you're, if you don't bend those tendons, it helps. But anyway, it doesn't just go away. Uh, time can help a little bit, but it's very painful, and you gotta let you got to rest it. Now, Fran has not I confirmed that. That's just kind of the rumor, right? Uh, Fran doesn't usually say a whole lot about a lot of things unless somebody's out for the year and, and why. Right? right. At this point, <clears throat> so you lose Chris Murray. 
and uh, you go into the Iowa State game and you figure you're in trouble, and yet somehow 15 to nothing. Well, in, in before the game, as you and I were uh, doing our pregame analysis, uh, you said, and I quote, if we can just get a 10 nothing lead or a 10-point lead, we should be okay, and then we ought to be able to just kind of hang on. Write it out. Well, sure enough, it was... <laughs> It was 10-0, then it was 15-0, then it was 20-2. And I was like, holy cow, you couldn't write a script better for Iowa basketball no. to, to come out and to, to win the basketball game in the manner that they did. And it was, it was really fun. And there, was, there, there is a thing, and I don't know what it exactly it's called, but essentially it's where the rest of the team really picks up their game when their star player goes out. And that usually lasts for one game. And, and it did. And it did. <clears throat> yep. um, because clearly on Sunday, uh, the shots were not falling. Uh, the defense didn't have quite the intensity. Um, and, and Iowa got ground into a Wisconsin basketball game where they controlled the tempo. They controlled virtually everything. Well, and, and, you know, you missed, you missed your go-to guy. So desperately, uh, here's going go, coming out of the Duke game. They had gone three games, and they were shooting 25 percent over their last three games from the three point line. Right, right. They couldn't throw it in the ocean from there. They go into the Iowa State game. They go 12 for 25, just below 50 percent. There's where you win your basketball game. And the other day against Wisconsin, they took 26 threes. That included the, so 25 in regulation. They were seven for 25 in regulation. Instead of 12 of 25, that's where you lose the basketball game. Right. They're down, you know, 7 for 25 is, is you're getting yourself back down in 7 for 26 total overall. You're back down around 25%. You can't shoot, shoot it, uh, you know. Peyton Sanford right now can't hit water if he falls out of a boat. Nope. Whatever's going on with him, he's got the hitch. Well, and uh, You know what he really has? He has, a, he has a thing in his head that says every one of my shots is going to get blocked unless... The moment I get it, I throw it. I, I shoot it, yep. and I shoot it poorly. It, I would rather him take his time, get the ball, go up, set your feet, and shoot it. And if it gets blocked or he gets fouled or whatever, so be it. But you don't. I don't think. Yeah, I think he shoots quick. I agree. I, I thought he did last year too, but it went in, so I didn't well, worry about it. I right? think. I think he is. He is actually shooting quicker. If, if possible or plausible than he was last year. And I think that somebody ought to look at the tape and go, dude, catch it, take aim, rise, and shoot. Yeah. As opposed to catch it and throw it up there. Even when our man, Austin Ash, and we'll get to him later in our top five, he'd be so far away that he would at least catch it and aim as he was shooting those just from little, down here, just from his yeah, just from, from his, his belly, but that's by the fine. way, currently shooting 30, did you say 37 percent overall as the uh, playing 36 minutes a game at, at, at the, the Citadel. Citadel. Yes, right. so 33 percent from three S- Southern Conference. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Phil uh, Rabacho with a monster game against Iowa State. He got knocked around really good. So certainly Duke is Duke. And, but Duke was a game that was officiated as if, uh, hey, these big guys, they're going to be allowed to do whatever they're they gonna, want. And we're uh, going to let we're going to let Duke. We're going to let Duke what, do whatever they want. They, you, you just had grab them, right. hold them, foul them, 
play physical defense, and, and that's going to be what it is. And, and Iowa, if they want, is going to have to play the same fashion, and that we'll let them get away with it, with the exception of this, is that Iowa wasn't able to do that, wasn't able to stay with the guys, and they left guys open, and, of course, Duke makes and makes makes some threes. 52% of their threes in the game when they're shooting 33% for the year. Right. So you come into the Iowa State game. Robacha, By the way, there is no greater way to fix your three-point shooting than to actually play Iowa. <laughs> that will cure well, all of your three-point ills. They're always confident. They watch tape. They come in confident. Ribracci goes for 22-11, and 11, though, against Iowa State. He was, a, he, was, he was a man possessed. He was doing everything right. Uh, in terms of positioning, playing physical, uh, taking his time on his shots. When I, I mean, how many would he miss three in a row at the end of the first half against Duke that were layups? Yes. Where, I mean, they were at down the rim. Se- at the rim, down it, seven. He, it, it, and on, sun, on Sunday, I think he had at least two tip-ins that went around and down and then out. At least yes, two. there was one. Uh, wasn't there one that just hung on the rim? And it, how did it? Not one of them went around rim? twice. Yeah, and it didn't go in. And it didn't go in. But so he's he's a wild card in that he clearly has stepped up his game in some ways. But it's got to become more consistent. Are you calling him the Joker? Yeah, I didn't say that. Right? Because if we could get the Joker, that'd be okay. Yeah. Anyway, got to get him uh, a little help. I, yes. What I didn't understand the other day is why Josh Agundale didn't go in and just kind of start knocking guys. Or let him go in and foul people. I mean, clearly Wisconsin's going to get in the double bonus sooner or later anyway. Right. Let him go in and foul some of those big guys. Make them foul him. Let's, you know, get some guys in foul trouble. Never played. Right? I, and uh, and we're going to have to ask Tom about that because that seemed like a, an, obvious, an obvious solution to the, the big guy that Wisconsin had. And now, I'm not did. saying that Josh could, could have guarded him one-on-one. But it certainly would have been nice to see him go in and, as you say, body him, box him out. Challenge him. Maybe give him another elbow to the nose. Who knows? Yeah, challenge him, right? Make the right. guy work for it and don't get those fouls on your other guys, right? Well, and clearly we have no size. If Philip is your dude, because as tall as Patrick is and Peyton Sanford, both those guys together don't weigh 300 pounds. No. And so... And if they do, I'd like to. I'd like to actually see the scale that says that they do. And so you got these two skinny dudes up there trying to go in battle. You know, good lord, what's going to happen? We play Purdue, and Edie oh, goes to man, town. Man, you know, and we don't, if Chris isn't back, I mean, we, we've got we've got problems. We got problems. Uh, Unless we start to actually double down on people, and it was driving me crazy on Sunday night, why we wouldn't do that. I only thing I could think of was we were having some luck getting Wisconsin to miss three point shots. Well, so which all the more reason to double down when they threw well, it in the post, or were they missing that because I, I didn't know if we thought maybe we were playing good. Perim- I don't know. I agreed too. There were some times where I didn't quite get what what they were doing. Uh, Patrick did have a 24, and, and honestly, Connor had 17 and, and I think 11 boards. Yeah, uh, Connor's playing very the best basketball of his life. It's not even close. Uh, but he he's if Connor McCaffrey is your second best option, you're in trouble, right? So well, you know you got to have know, Tony Perkins has got to got to keep his game level up, and you got to get uh, uh, um, you have Chris to find back. you have to find some scoring from whoever is playing the Peyton Sanford spot right uh, somebody it's either him josh dick somebody they tried carter kingsbury the other day and again who, who got us right. uh, uh, at least a bucket uh, right. at least one three um, um 
Yeah. Right. I mean, somebody's got it. That that spot has got to score somewhere. That's I will, a huge I, spot in the Iowa offense. I will say the uh, offensive alignment where we had Connor, Patrick, Carter, Josh Dix, and Peyton Sanford on the on the floor. Maybe not the best at the same time. Might not be the most athletic and or cohesive unit no. we've ever seen no. out there. Uh, and, you know, Euless not playing really hurt us the other night just because Tony had to have the ball so much that he couldn't work off the ball to, to go. And maybe that would give Chucky would have to guard Euless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and give Tony an opportunity to go to the basket without him on because Chucky's a really good defensive player. Um, we'll ask Tom what he knows about that. That was an interesting exchange after Allegedly, the game. Allegedly, it was the hip. Well, interesting exchange after the game with Fran. Uh, you know, why didn't why didn't uh, Aaron go? And he said, he said he couldn't go. He didn't say he was injured. He didn't say we said he couldn't go. He didn't say the doctor said he couldn't go. He said he said he couldn't go. Interesting exchange. That was so. That seemed now. Fran was not going to be in a cheery mood after the game anyway. So no, and he's never uh, in a cheery mood when he gets teed up we, and they lose. We we have not discussed the technical foul. Uh, maybe he was out of the box. That's technical. Out of box thinking. Right. He's out of the box. That's a technical foul. Right. I haven't seen Fran's red face in a long time. Boy, that was that was that was a great. He he now has another iconic uh, photo to go on the. I don't know Fran's red face scale. I don't even know what know? that was. That was crazy. Fran's red face. It sure looked like he was about ready to cry I, and then go may, after. Maybe him. that's what he looks like early in the morning. He was ready to get somebody. I'll tell you what. During uh, his private time. Let's. Uh, do we have time? What do we got? We, we got, got three, two, three minutes. Two, three minutes. Let's shift to football real quick. Um, I'm not sure we'll get back to it. Hey, Jack Campbell's an, uh, not only All-American, but he's a Buckus Award winner. Consensus so cool. All-American. Consensus All-American. Uh, Sporting News and AP Today. Um, that means he gets the uh, oil painting. Oh, he does. I think so. I'm 99% sure of that. Kayvon Merriweather is an All-American. First, first, string, first string All-American AP and Sporting News, but not on the first, second, or... But there are six better defensive backs in the Big Ten. Honorable mention, Big Ten. Yes. And How does first that team All-American? First team All-American on two different All-American teams. He was also highly rated, isn't he, in the pro football focus? Yes. I think he was really high, highly rated by, by their analytics. Just stunning, stunning oversight. Right uh, or 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 overreach on somebody's part there, but how does that happen? I don't know. That's crazy. Tory Taylor Good also. Tory Taylor also. He's second team All American punter, third team All Big Ten. Right, and the dude from Rutgers wins the Ray Guy Award. Right, kid's a good punter, but in, okay. in the head to head matchup, Tory completely Torrey outpunted him. Destroyed. Strange things. Strange things Tory, going on. Does Tory Taylor go pro? Uh, I don't think he will. I thought. I mean, I think I was thinking he would, but clearly he's not one of the top ten punters in the country, according to the Ray Guy Award. So, of course, he's second team All American, so he's one of the top two punters in the country. You never know. Uh, I I don't know. Do you, do you know? Is there how much well, money is there? You're not you know? going to get drafted. Does he have a degree yet? 
He didn't graduate, did he? Oh, I don't who I don't know. I'm I not his academic advisor. I didn't see him run across the field, so I don't know that he goes. We'll see. Well, that's a good question. And does he's uh, also 25 right, years old? Right. The other one that uh, you start wondering about because so, so highly rated on draft boards is Lucas Van Ness. Oh, he's not going anywhere. But I hope. Well, I I would agree. I don't think so. But he, start wondering. He has said unequivocally that he is not going anywhere. He has said it out loud to people. I'm glad, In, glad to hear it. Including his dad, who he and his dad, as you know. Until that final day comes when he has we, to say we're, no. We're best pals. We'll be, okay. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Chip. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Green, Jr. with you. It Each should be week, noted we Tuesdays, are real sports. We are real sports. We are, and we have real talk. Well, there's no Every question Tuesday, about that. right here. And, of course, around the world at the HawkeyeHuddle.com. You can check out our podcast tomorrow, powered by Gatehouse Pictures. Appreciate the help that uh, they give us with that. And uh, that's always a good transition to talk to uh, when we're talking about the web to talk about Hawkeye Report, which is HawkeyeReport.com. Let's face it, we get a lot of our information from there, right? Well. And aside from Tom, we get a lot of our information from there. You pay attention all day long to that, you find out stuff. And Tom Kakert is on the, li- uh, the line with us now. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. You're, you're a f- not only are you, but your entire website is a, a fountain of information. I said it's the truth. It just is. It's the way it is. We appreciate it. He's, yeah. take, he's taking the compliment well. All right. Hey, <laughs> speaking of such. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what do you. We're looking at the portal. This is, as we said last week, it's just fascinating to watch how this, this is all working. We're looking at the portal. Uh, a few guys have dropped to some other teams now, Tom, but um, – I was following some other other dudes. We had a bunch of guys in for the Iowa State game last week. What are you hearing about guys that might be closer to pulling the trigger out of the the, the group that they're following on the portal? Well, I think two guys to watch would be uh, Eric All, the tight end from uh, Michigan, who was Cade McNamara's roommate for three years, and. Um, uh, you know they're very close, and he was on campus this past weekend and um he's going to visit notre dame so um i think it's iowa notre dame probably no maybe you know early next week i would guess you know it's just a guess he has told anybody anything um but i think i was right there um seth anderson the uh uh wide receiver from charleston southern kirk ferentz and kelton copeland were down to see him uh, yesterday, so I, I think the hope is that maybe he gets in this weekend for uh, an official visit, but we'll find out. Um, but he'd be a good get, uh, you know, talented kid. Um, and then uh, uh, the the solid kid from uh, Hills Hillsdale, uh, he was in this past weekend. He, um, and that one might take take us into January. He may want to take some more visits. We'll see. I mean, he's, you know, really good. I mean, this is how he got Baylor offer. He got Miami, Florida offer. So, um, you know, obviously getting pretty competitive for, for a kid that I think Iowa had identified really early um, and thought maybe they could just kind of sneak him in and um, and instead it's going to be a, a little bit of a battle. But I know he and uh, K. 
Kate McNamara hit it off really well when they were in town together this past weekend. Well, that's good to hear. Well, and so, you know, so, and the, the Charleston Southern kid was a big South, big South player of the year. Is that what you said? So, um, you know, it, there'd be some talent uh, joining the program with, with those guys. Um, what do we, uh, you know, as, as we look at this, Tom, they, they get a visit here. They get a visit there. The running back from uh, Stanford, I think, is going to end up at Iowa State. Fine. Uh, you know, probably has better playing time there, uh, opportunity there. But as you start looking oh, at it. Yeah, he, never, he ended up, just just to be clear, Arlen Harris uh, ended up at Iowa State. And he never visited Iowa because they just kind of told him, look, uh, you know, depth chart's probably not in your favor, and um, yep, he go. wants to come in and play somewhere. And yeah, I didn't realize he didn't Iowa visit, State. but yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that is, so that's a good. It's a it's a good thing to go ahead and tell somebody that. And it's also a good. To, we we know we feel pretty good about running back right now, right? Right. I that's the one right. place I feel really good. About. Right. There's a number of things you might, you might not feel good about, but you feel really good about that. Um, so as this develops, though, uh, how long did so? This goes. How long does this go before? The, the, did they have to do this on signing day or? Uh, it, this portal, all of this stuff la can last through into the summer, correct? They can sit and keep making their decisions for a long time without committing, right? The only thing that's dangerous for those kids is not finding a chair. Or running out of scholarship. Right, right, chair, chair to sit in. Yeah, it's really, there's no, like, uh, portal signing day or anything like that. There's just yeah, right. No, um, it's not like that. Mainly, guys just want to find a place to go in the second semester so they can do spring ball. Right. Where they're going, so um, you know, for Iowa, I think they come back middle of January, so that's probably what we're looking at. Is um, you know, for some of the guys, they're gonna uh, wait until you know they may wait, and uh, you know, I think most of them probably want to get it done just for the holidays, just so you yeah, right. know where you're going. You can start planning. Got to find an apartment, you know, all that stuff. Does you know it's interesting? I never thought about that. Does a football team help you with that? Does is there a is there a person? Is there a gal? A liaison? <laughs> yeah, something that you know, somebody who's got the inside track on housing and, and room and board stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure they've got somebody on staff that helps them arrange those things. Brian Ferentz? <laughs> no, that that was Maybe. a long time ago. That was ago. a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That would be true. Well, um, <laughs> let's shift to basketball, Tom. Uh, some of the things we've been discussing that are a little stranger for us, and, and certainly things that, that are not uh, pleasant to think about, are, is, is it Chris Murray being out for an extended period of time and then whatever the heck's wrong with Aaron Eulis? Uh Let's start with there. What's wrong with Aaron Eulis, and why was Fran so sort of pissy about it on uh, Sunday night? Was that more about him being mad about the game, or is he frustrated with Aaron Eulis? I got the sense he was pretty frustrated with Aaron Eulis. That was um, my sense. Yeah. Just it, it, you know, he was warmed up and said he couldn't go. So that's I asked Fran after the game. I said, "What was going on with Aaron?" And he said he's just very short, very brief, very. Direct, Fran said he told me he couldn't go, so couldn't play. He has a contusion on his thigh, and that's limited him. And I uh, felt like he couldn't play, so that's that was that. Boy, that's a different mentality than I ever. Had. <laughs> I, I <laughs> My know. goodness, I mean, 
give me some icy hot or whatever. It is. He was he he was limping. He was limping. Um, but it was funny because uh, he went and changed. Yeah, you know, he was still in his basketball uniform in the first half, sitting on the bench. Right. Uh, but with like non-basketball shoes on, not like not like uh, like loafers or something like that, or slides or anything like that, but just like some other kind of just knock-around Nikes or whatever, um, wearing those on the bench. And then in the second half, um, he was he was uh, just in kind of like uh, sweat clothes, kind of like a um, you know, sweatpants and a and his um, like a jacket kind of thing for um, basketball. Did he change so his limp just... from one leg to the other? That's the. <laughs> Did anyone drop the books and he moved his neck around like in like in the Brady Bunch? Yeah, it was uh, it was just the whole thing was kind of strange because it just kind of came out of the blue and yeah, um, I I just I didn't see it coming and. I think anybody knew anything about it. You know, the Chris thing, everybody kind of knew that something was going on. So, right. and I don't expect, I don't know that we'll see Chris until after the first of the year. I don't think he's going to yeah. rush back. No. Um, well, obviously. Yeah, no. right. You, you've got two, they're not by games, but, I mean, games that you literally should should win by 20 points, regardless if Chris Murray plays. And you shouldn't yeah. be overly tested so i mean why rush him back for either of those but you certainly want him for the rest of I the big 10 back. season well, yes well you, you thought the, that the opener or the the next big 10 game would be an easy one at yeah. nebraska no no that doesn't it's look just so in it doesn't look so easy anymore right um, they're still kind of the same team but somehow playing a lot better basketball in terms of, of staying close they beat creighton and had purdue should have beat them should have beat them they had eight looks at it at one point, I couldn't get it done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that'll be a tough yeah, game. Got, It'll be interesting. So, yeah, they got two tough. They got two tough games when they come back into conference play with you know at at Nebraska and then um, at Penn State. Yeah, the both Illinois those teams. Yep. Uh, Penn State's sneaky. They're sneaky good. Oh, the is there ticket a kid's playing as well as anybody in the conference right now. Yeah, no question. No question about it. I think Minnesota's the only bad team in the league this year. The team that you might be able to say on just on paper, lo- looking at it, that going there ought to be a win. Right. Other than that. But Penn State was favored against Michigan State. Now Michigan State yeah, came back and yeah. beat them. But that's that shouldn't surprise any of us. So, Tom, when is high school signing day, and when can we all breathe easy with Caden Proctor? <laughs> it's uh, uh it's next uh wednesday so. next wednesday yep and he yep. wants in for the so, semester right he wants to come in early right is that right yeah, yeah. his okay. plan is to enroll early and i think everybody should be fine you know barring some you know you never say never in this business anymore with the right. amount of money that's floating around but i feel Unless something dramatic happens, um, the spec will see Caden Proctor in Iowa City in January. All right, that sounds good. I like that. number one rated offensive tackle in high school football. Number five best player overall. That's got to be the highest recruit that Iowa would have ever signed. Yeah, he'll be the highest recruit that Iowa's ever signed. Yep. That's pretty good. How, it is. How high was Xavier Wampa? 
Is he in the 50s? Um, he was like 30. Yeah, okay. And I think Epinesa was right around that, too. Boy, is A.J. Epinesa playing good for the Bills. Where, where, where was Willie Guy back in the day? That's all yeah. I wanted. The great Willie Guy. Willie guy. I don't, Never. Rivals wasn't around when Willie Guy was No, I don't, think they, I don't think that applied. I'll never, I'll, never forget, I'll never forget sitting in the stands and somebody goes, Willie Guy is going to return the kickoff. Willie Guy's on the field. <laughs> that was actually quite humorous. Quite so, uh, humorous. What, Tom, what's wrong with Peyton Sanford? Just in a slump. Ooh, I'll go oh, through yeah. it. Oh, it's a pretty strong slump that you know what he needs then. then. He needs a slump buster. Yeah, he needs a slump buster. Slump buster. Call Mark yep. Grace. He'll he line need, one up for you. Totally needs a Mark Grace. Uh, I get, Andrew, I think you could probably help him with this. I can get, I, I, I can get, you, I can get us a rain out. I can get you a rain out. <laughs> I, we need something like that. Uh, I mean, he does. He's got, he needs something to knock his head. Slump buster, live rooster. Yeah. He, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> He needs something. He just needs. He just needs to see. Um, see the two ball go with shots go, go in the hole. And if I that agree. happens, he'll be right back on track. Totally agreed. All right. We know. So he's guessing, a, we know he's a good shooter, guys. We we do. We saw it last year. We know well, he can we've, shoot. It. Yes. No question. Maybe he needs to call his dad and say, "Hey, what am I doing?" You know, the old man's probably watching him play more basketball than anybody else. Something. Oh, I'm sure just, that's happened. His grandpa is a. Um, kind of a, an advisor too for him. All right, let's call Grandpa. Let's get some some home cooking. Thinking, Something. Yeah, he's thinking too much. Although, like you said, maybe he's maybe he's rushing his shot a little bit. Well, that's it. what it looks like to me. Yeah. Is that he is so quick to get it off that I don't feel like he's getting. He's lost his mechanics a bit uh, when it comes to shooting the basketball. But I mean, I was never that great a shooter, so I, I'm not the right guy to ask. But uh, nevertheless. So, Tom, our, our Fifth Street Five is going to be around the best walk-ons. Right off the top of your head, who's the uh, best walk-ons you can remember in the Iowa basketball program? Uh, Daryl Moore. Daryl Moore. Moore. That's the guy I was looking Yep, Daryl awesome. Moore. That's the, I couldn't remember him. It's Nice. Yep. Very nice. I, I There was one guy I was just racking my brain for. That, that's him. Matt Jason, he played a bunch, uh, Jason too. Jason Bauer. Would you throw Jason Bauer in there? Yes, right. I, yes, absolutely. Obviously, Nicholas Bear and then Bear his brother, Bear Cage. Bear yeah. Cage, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna rate these in the top five. But I'm, I'm trying was trying to remember all of them. Daryl Moore was the one that I definitely could because he. Kyle played Galloway was technically a walk on. Galloway. Yeah. So I but we 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 were wondering about that and do you count uh, Cal, uh yeah because he. He didn't end up taking a scholarship, right? Right. Because he had he got a scholarship yeah. from uh, a, a academic scholarship, and it seems like didn't Sam Oki pay his own way or something like that? Uh, Oki Oki, yeah. Yeah, from well, Wisconsin. He did, he did that so he could play right away. Right, but he so he technically walked on. Yeah. Right. I, he wasn't a scholarship player, and I was trying to decide if uh, that was the same for Utah one, but I think that ended up they gave him the exception so he could transfer. That right? may have been. Yeah. Some Was of those Kim guys? initially a walk-on? Boy, that's a good question. Boy, that's a really good question. I mm, we could look that one up. I don't know. I kind of think he might have. Might have been one. Now, so that would that might be. Boy, that would put him in the top five for sure. No question. Right. That's a good call, Tom. It's a good call. 
We're going to leave that for we're going to leave that as your as your final call since there's we know you think you're going to predict they're going to beat Southeast Missouri State this week. So nothing nothing big there and I'm trying to see do the women have a big game we could talk about? What's recall. up ne what's up next for the women? Uh, uh, Kate, uh, well, they I, dodged a bullet with Kate Martin not being too badly yes. hurt. Yes. Uh, yeah. that that's good that was news. Huge. That's good news. All, All right, right hey, Tom, thanks, thanks so guys. much. We'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700 The Champ, 101.3 FM. Back to wrap things up here at G-Mix. Brett Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. with you. 1700 The Champ, 101.3 FM. And we appreciate uh, all the great supporters of our program. Led by the great Angie Lancaster. Remax. Concepts. Concepts. Brian Houck, Key Mortgage. Angie's got a home for sale on 19th Street in West Des Moines if you're looking for it. Nice little starter house. Nice little starter home. All right. Drove by the other day. Um, you're not moving again, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're, that's you're, that's the backup plan. You're, you're in your forever <laughs> home, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's going to take a seismic anomaly to get me over there. Yeah. AMPM Plumbing. A great pay. Great service. You know what they do? They do plumbing. They do plumbing. And we're going to get to our private wealth asset management, Fifth Street 5, here in just a minute. I'm still looking up on Kent McCausland. Couldn't quite figure it out, so we'll see. We've been teasing this. And the well, we've show. actually really kind of ruined it, but but that's okay. It's been fun, fun food for fodder. Uh, women's basketball, we didn't really uh, dive into it. They did beat Iowa State, number 10 in the country at the time, 70-57, to 57, uh, a 19-2 to 2 run down seven points to start the second half. Uh, they held really Iowa cold. State to eight points in the third quarter. Yeah, it was it was something to watch them come back and, and take a big lead. And of course, uh, <laughs> Caitlin Clark had uh, had the requisite logo shot to take the lead in the game, which was nice. And that one being on national TV as well. She's a Big Ten Player of the Week again, by the way. Really? Yeah, Are they just going to name it the yeah, Caitlin they, Clark they, they Big Ten Player of the Week? Uh, they came back and beat Minnesota on Sunday, I think, or was that Saturday? 87-64 Saturday on 87-64. They have UNI this Sunday, 2 o'clock uh, is tip-off time. That's a BTM Plus game, but uh, tickets remain, I'm sure. UNI better bring more people than just UNI. UNI. They played better defense. I'll be they here really, all week. The dad jokes never stop. They did play better defense in both those games, certainly against Iowa State. I think the one thing you can say is that if, if a team is not going to outrun them, yes, they do better defensively. And, or outquick right? them, yeah, yes. Outquick out them. They do better defensively. Uh, and Kate Martin did get uh, did get nicked up, but it uh, looks like she's feeling like she's even going to play against UNI, so that's good because they really, as good as they are, they can ill afford to lose anybody right now. Uh, you know, We've seen that, how that can affect the men's team, but uh, – they're a finely balanced team because they've got they've got to score to win games, and you take out that kind of a shooter, it's uh, that that would be tough. Anyway, you and I next up for them. Uh, the wrestlers went on the road to Tennessee Chattanooga, one twenty-seven to twelve. They're six and zero now, still rated number two in the country, still struggling in that one twenty-five and one thirty-three weight class without uh, Spencer Lee. Uh, didn't wrestle in that one. They're only going to wrestle him when they feel like they need him, I think, and. Uh, I would say this, they're still searching for whoever they're going to have in those slots. And what's a little worrisome to me is there's nobody better because they're losing every one of those two, well, those is, two matches. In, in, and I haven't – I this is on me. I haven't looked a lot. But is that Drake kid from Fort Dodge wrestling at 25 or 33? No, is yeah. he? Drake Ayala? 
He's wrestling un- unattached in, in tournaments and such. Okay, so he's not he's not in the top five or whatever. No. And I'm not sure if that's because he knows he's going to get more reps there because when Spencer comes back and then, or, or exactly how that's Or, or the right. Brands boys just said, well, you're redshirting this year, and right. that, that's that. Right. Very well could be because yeah, he, he was a big enough recruit, you'd think. Um, but a, very well could he be. He was a junior national champion. Yeah, right. Um, that's pretty good, I, I, typically. I think he did win. I think I saw he won some at some event here recently, so – that would be the, the replacement. That was that thing told. in Coralville. Yeah. Um, so I, they've got they've and they they do not wrestle again until the 29th of uh, of and December. That's no longer the Midlands. No, it's something else. It's uh, in Coralville too. They've moved it. It's at the uh, so it's at the the uh, Extreme Arena in Coralville. Right. And it's like the Salute to Soldiers or something like something that. like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't cool. know. It's, it is cool. It'd be, it, hey, that's a that's a fun. It, it's a neat place. It's interesting. I've they not built been another there. arena, but a couple of really neat restaurants, and nice, it, nice sports isn't bar that attached. What they, they moved the volleyball team there. Yeah, yeah, yep. and the yep. ice hockey team. Yep, the ice hockey team we don't have. Yes, no, but it no. doesn't have an no, hockey Coralville, arena. Coralville, Coralville does have like a minor league hockey team now. I think. Yeah, the Heartlanders. They, yeah. The Heartlanders. The Heartlanders. Yeah, there you go. But the volleyball team, Iowa. Is volleyball that sponsored by the truck company, Heartland no, Express? Could be. I don't know. Don't know. You're asking me questions. I don't know the answer. Yeah, we should probably right. research these. Let's do bit. our top five. Uh, our top five uh, brought to you. It's the Fifth Street Five, brought to you by Private Wealth Asset Management. Fifth Street, of course, is where we are, uh, and we believe every week until Christmas there will be a jingle in the junction on Thursdays. They yes. called it off last week. It didn't matter. This place was still the zoo, right? Because it was so fun. People were. It was still places were still open. They just didn't have the stuff out on the sidewalks and stuff. But uh, anyway, due to the weather, due to the weather, uh, we were down here for the Iowa State, Iowa basketball game at the time, right? And Private Wealth Asset Management is a, a, a proud partner here um, on the uh, Fifth Street Valley Junction three one five Fifth Street. Yep. And so uh, they want us, uh, everybody, to understand what a great location this is for all the good fun you can have down here: shopping, eating, dining, having a good time, a little drinking as well. If you want to do that, we might do that from time to time ourselves you never know so we're not opposed we, let's go with our top five guys we think we're walk-ons there we go in iowa basketball history and we're, this this was brought to us by the fact that carter kingsbury played the other day right chris kingsbury's son uh who was very definitely a, a, a walk-on project but can't got in the game played pretty well when he was in there didn't think it looked too bad made a shot for the third time in the show i'm going to remind everyone that he made a three there you go <laughs> so we're we're um we could not find whether Kent McCausland is, was a walk-on or not. So let's start with our – let's start – we've thrown some names out there. Um, I, I think – here's one that I think I, I picked up. I think I got this right. Number five for me, Tree Henry. I'm going to go with Tree Henry. Tree, I, as I recall, he, they got him like in a student intramural deal because he was so big. and they, it's like seven foot tall, right, wasn't he? Right, yeah, they invited him to walk on. And then he played a bunch, right? At the end of every game, and every time he got the ball, the whole crowd in the field house yelled, tree! So <laughs> even if he wasn't a walk-on, he was close enough, right? He was right. the bench player there. So we're going with Tree Henry. Tree Henry. Uh, also from that era, I think uh, you picked this one up. I did. Uh, the great John Darcy from West Des Moines Valley, who was uh, led Valley uh, back then to, I don't believe they won the conference, but they were very close to winning the Metro Conference. He was by far the best player that we had. He was a walk-on. For the Final Four team, three-year letter winner 
under Lou Dolson. Three-year letter winner, I mean, yeah, played. Played, contributed, and, and did a great job. Um, Luke told him one time, there's a reason you're not playing. I promise these moms and dads, these kids on scholarship, so if you're going to play, you got to be heads and tails better, better than, than that. them. <laughs> uh, honorable mention here for me was uh, Riley Till. The great Riley Till. The great Riley Till. I believe Kevin Skillet was a walk-on too, right? Wasn't he a kicker? No, that was his brother Jeff. But Kevin wasn't uh, he from Bettendorf? Yeah, and he, he's the Bettendorf High School coach now, I believe. Right. My and, uh, yeah. least honorable mention is John Licklider. Least honorable mention was Wayman King. Remember Wayman King? He was a point guard. I think he was a walk-on. All right, let's move back. Number three, I, I think Tom brought him up, and I, I this is a, this is a good one. Uh, what is uh, going? I'll go with Jason Bauer because Jason Bauer played quite a bit. And he was quite a, a bit. He was a he was what you would call a heady, tough-nosed basketball player yep absolutely um are the bear brothers well i'm going with my, nicholas bear was going to be number one for me okay right i can't i can't think of another guy that got that kind of had that kind was of was ryan bowen an original uh, no. uh scholarship yes okay yes, he's originally but I, you would think because he had that same build that maybe he was a project but uh he did come in a bit as a bit of a project it turned out being an nba player for a long time but no, he was a, he was a scholarship guy. I'll go, I, I'll, yeah, I'm glad Tom remembered Daryl Moore because Daryl yes. Moore was the guy I was searching for in my memory banks, who I know had played a bunch of time and and you know was literally first man off the bench a number of years. So um, as a guard, that that was uh, my number two, and then certainly Nicholas Bear was number one. Right. It's it's interesting. It it it's hard to think about. You know how many guys really don't get that much time. Walk-ons are far more prevalent in the football program just because you have... It's numbers, right? Right. right. You, we, need the, we need the dues, you know, but guys like Jack Kerner and, and John Considine, and there's a hugely uh, long list of walk-ons in the Iowa football program. Our kicker. Yeah. True Stevens is technically not on scholarship. Technically. He, he also technically <laughs> cannot get into any bar in Iowa City <laughs> probably, except for the non-alcoholic bar. If you have another walk-on that you think should be on this list, tweet at us. Well, that was one of the original things we wanted to do with the right. Street Five. Yeah, tweet, tweet at, ha at us and Hawkeye tell us. Huddle or Hawkeye Huddle 2. Right, and let us know who you can think of as a good the basketball walk-on. My man Pat Springer played on the great team from uh, 85, spring of 85 until 88. My my friend Jeff Devine actually was on the gray team. He was shorter than me, but from Chicago, he was on the gray team, and he got in the game once in the middle of the game against Maurice Newby from Minnesota, and Newby just stood there and kind of laughed at him and then just dribbled it right by him up it, the court. Mar and, you know where Maurice Newby went to high school? Where? Des Moines East. That's right. Was that, it was Maurice Newby, right? Was no, that, Newby went to Northern Iowa. Well, then who am I thinking of that was the – okay, there's a – Dude from Minnesota with a similar name. Though. Yeah. Okay. At any rate. It, it, that was the year Minnesota was really good. One of those years it was really good, and they went right by. Did they vacate all those wins? They they did. Iowa didn't <laughs> pick it. Did, Iowa did not. That year that I, they vacated the wins, Iowa did not move up to number one. Even though they finished second in the Big Ten, they don't get a Big Ten championship out of that. I don't understand how that works. Well, all right. Who, so the guy who finished second to uh, Reggie Bush didn't get the Heisman either. They didn't give it to him, huh? No. So nobody gets the Heisman. No, Reggie Bush got the Heisman. Okay. And that's the end of that. I don't even know who was second. All right. Hey, last call. We got any kind of – there's – Simo. 
Yeah, we, we beat SEMO. All right, that's good. Hey, we'll be back here next week. G-Migs. We'll, we'll get some bowl prep. We'll be ready for the bowl game on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700 The Champ, 101.3 FM. <laughs>